You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am also the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great articles, lots of great podcasts that you can check out on our website. As a matter of fact, I just wrote an editorial about Star Trek and how important Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard are in reframing the future that they speak of, the future of humanity, of what we can look forward to uh, and how important that is. So definitely check, uh, take a look at that. Check it out uh, as soon as you possibly can. But today on the podcast, we are going to be discussing the MCU's latest series, uh, and that is going to be Hawkeye. Joining me for this episode, I have my two stalwart co-hosts when it comes to At The Diner. You know them, you love them. Let me introduce them in order. First, we have the host of his own show is called The Overflow. He's also a talented musical artist in his own right. You should check him out on Bandcamp. His name is MC Brooks. God bless Ian Flynn. I'll have to look. I'm not even sure. Wow, you just threw a reference over my head. Who is Ian Flynn? Ian oh, Flynn. Oh, the, the, the Sonic guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He is, he is to, to draw a comparison, what Kevin Feige is to the MCU is what Ian Flynn is to the Sonic franchise. Oh, shit. And he is. Oh, gonna, and, yeah. He's been and, doing the comics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it just came out. He's writing the next mainline game, which people have been asking for for a decade. <laughs> like, get Ian to write the fight, write the, for the for the games. And it just got announced at the Game Awards the other day that Ian is, in fact, part of the reason he, he stopped writing the comics because he, he did leave. the He did take a step back role was because he is writing for the game. Which I'm like, everyone, the entire community is like, oh my God, yes, thank you. That's great. Yeah. <sighs> right times are ahead. If anybody deserved some good Sonic news, it would be you, Mr. Brooks. I know how much. Oh, yeah. No, there's a podcast coming. <laughs> next, overflow, <laughs> next overflow episode, going to go into more detail on that. There you go. Something to look forward to. 
secondly, we have our uh, our our third co-host because there's three of us. Um, you know him and you love him as well. He is a talented visual artist uh, who has produced a couple of really, really awesome shirts. Um, uh, he did the actual artwork for them, and then we put them on a shirt. You can check them out. We have a shop. If you go to greatgeekrefuge.com, right at the top, there's a, a little link for the shop. You can see all of the cool T-shirts that uh, I've designed and that he has designed as well. He is also incredibly knowledge knowledgeable when it comes to all things geeky and nerdy, especially comic books, movies, TV shows, so much so that we have dubbed him the professor. His name is James Rainbow. What's up, everybody? Let's talk about Hawkeye. Now, before we jump in, I meant to ask you guys this last week, and I did not ask. Um, you both have read, I, I think you said it was the Matt Fraction Hawkeye series. Yeah. And you talk about how much more likable that character is than Jeremy Renner's character that we see in the MCU. And I wanted to ask, like, what's the big difference between them? Like... I get that Renner's character is more like a super spy. It's almost like if James Bond were an Avenger, like he's kind of supposed to be a spy. He's like a, just a, essentially just like a really, really badass shield agent who likes to use a bow and arrow. Um, but what's the difference between the comic book character that everybody loves so very, very much? Because I have not read any of the comics. I think uh, uh, the short answer I can give is someone who is who who is reading because uh, I'm, I'm still reading the comic for the record. Uh, who is reading it for the the first time and uh, comparing that is comic book Hawkeye at least in the fraction run has is is way more personality and is just uniquely a more interesting hero and I think with the MCU it's largely with the MCU is largely because we haven't really spent any time with Hawkeye like kind of individually you know it's not like he's ever had he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't even like a co-star in any of the like major films like we we spent natasha didn't get a movie until recently but we got to spend time with her in iron man 2 we had to spend yeah. time with her in captain america 2 you know we, we we got we got time with her we there, there's nothing like that with hawkeye outside of his his uh his involvement in in the avengers movies so like like i like i understand why people like weren't necessarily excited about the Hawkeye series because we didn't really spend any time with them. Like we, we there, there wasn't even like a like a, a really incredible moment that you could look back on and be like, oh, I would love to know more about that. Like we got with Scarlet Witch or Loki. Like you you have moments with at least with those characters that makes you go, oh, okay, like there's something there. I I I would like to see more. Um, or even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, like we got we we got to spend time with them. But Hawk, MCU Hawkeye, he's just kind of there for 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 most of the movies, and you know he doesn't really have like prominent screen time or any prominent moments that that give the audience a reason to like really care for him or care about his character. Um, whereas uh, from what I've gotten in the comics. Uh, comic book Hawkeye. I mean, uh, he lives. He lives in Bed Stuy. He has a relationship with the community and the building he lives in. Um, and he, he just and, and like he has interactions with people that make him feel more like an actual person, or like you know, like an actual character, as opposed to kind of MCU Hawkeye just kind of being there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I would add to that that. <clears throat> 
the take on the personalities like the mc hawkeye doesn't really have a whole lot of personality beyond like like mike what you said just you know super spy kind of cool you know or you know, then kind of like he's played as like you know badass archer guy which is funny on its own um <laughs> but it's played totally straight so so his whole personality is just like kind of unflappable cool guy and we've gotten little moments here and there where there have been you know little kind of more hints at personality like um like the 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 party in in age of ultron where he's yeah yeah about how, like mjolnir is clearly a trick and you know and, and he's uh essentially anytime he's gotten to talk that isn't just him you know during a fight uh you get to see a little more of that but it still ends up becoming like you know he kind of like stoic kind of mysterious guy and and for the character that they've set up it makes sense but it's just not very satisfying conversely the fraction aha run of hawkeye clint is kind of a loser schlub like he's a guy that like he is very very good at his job but when he's not doing his job <laughs> he's kind of a fuck up and <laughs> and like kind of a bum that just happens to have like a stupid amount of money because the Avengers was a paid position uh thanks to Tony Stark um if you worked for the for the Avengers team like you were getting a, a an annual salary um and so he's just a dude who who lives in New York and he's just going like yeah I, I have an apartment and I decided to buy the building so like people don't have to pay rent you know cuz why not and the, an interesting thing the show has done is they've kind of flipped the roles of Kate and yes. Clint. Yes. Where Clint in the in the in the comic, like I said, he, he's, he's he's just he's more reckless. Basically. He's much more reckless, which is funny because even even with with saying that, MC, have you got any any of the points where he like really pulls out the big guns and like starts doing more of the Avengers shit? uh no i don't think i don't think so there's at least one big moment fairly early on when he crashes like a poker game uh or like a casino that i think madam mask ends up running and it's like oh okay this is big time full-on action sequence uh uh with hawkeye and it's him just like fucking people up left and right like doing his cool avengers shit um but, you know, then he goes back to, to living his life and he's like, you know, he can't find the drawstring for his pants. <laughs> um, like he, he he he's a guy who drinks coffee out of the carafe. Like he doesn't bother to pour it in a mug. <laughs> That's the way uh, uh, Clint is. And Kate is like this very kind of suave, cool, uh, um, uh, rich girl without being like an entitled pain in the ass. Um, yeah. At least, you know, not in, not in a not fun way. Um, and in the show, you know, Clint is very cool and, and very serious and very stoic. And Kate is like, we've talked before about how like she has all of this knowledge with no real wisdom. 
So she has all these abilities, she's learned all these skills, but she doesn't really know how to, to put them into play in the most effective way. Um, and over the course of the show, we're seeing little moments where like, we're getting more and more information, like uh, one of those scenes in, in this week's episode uh, where Clint is talking about, you know, how they're gonna break into this apartment. And Kate just walks across the street yeah, <laughs> helps a guy and helps a guy with his groceries into the building. So instantly, she's in the building. She's like, "Yeah, that's just the easiest way to go." Where he is, he's talking about like setting up like a zip line and all this shit. Um, <laughs> so he's taking the like super spy angle on it, and she's like, "Well, there's there's a simpler way to do this." Um, but yeah, Clint in the comic is is like like MC said, he's very clearly defined in his personality, and his personality is that like. Yeah, he's an Avenger, so when he's at work, he's awesome. But when he's not at work, he's just a dude. Yeah, just a guy. He's just a guy. Like, yeah, because that's the other thing. The way it's played is Captain America, when he takes off the uniform, Steve Rogers is still still a super soldier. Tony Stark, outside of the armor, is a billionaire playboy philanthropist. You know, Bruce Banner is still a brilliant scientist, whether or not he's the Hulk. But Clint is just a guy. <laughs> he's just a dude who's, you know, wearing sweats all the time and kind of hanging out and doing whatever um, and like kind of rolling with the punches as, as best he can. Um, it's also important to note that, you know, the... The version of Clint, and it's something that didn't even occur because it's been so long since I read this fucking comic. The version of Clint that we have in the MCU is based on the Ultimates version of the character, not the MCU, not not the 616 version of the character. And those are very different takes on that character. Um, Because Mark Miller has to write everything as like badass. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's the biggest part. That's the biggest difference is for the most part, the the, the, the personalities are kind of flipped between the two characters uh, in the, the MCU. Um, and yeah, Hank and Hank, uh, uh, Clint is just kind of a, a goofy chump uh, who's doing the best he can with yeah. like <laughs> a lot of resources, but still just like, I, I don't know how to put this together. What do you think? So, it's it's kind of neat the way you guys are describing this though that like what they did was is they took these same concepts and instead of trying to rework the Hawkeye character that's been established in the MCU they were like well fuck why don't we just make Kate you know kind of the doofus and like who's got all of these amazing abilities but zero like not charisma because like yeah because Hawkeye doesn't really have any charisma either like he's kind of yeah but I mean you can't fault him for that because it was just the way that he was written. They never really spent much time on him. They gave him a family. They gave him a backstory. And like, I like that we're getting to kind of see some of that, but like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta say, and this is where I, the spoilers start too. I have a, so, yeah, I, just, I, have yeah. a, I have a, I have a very fun theory. I've been, I've been one to, I've been one to bring up uh, yeah. from this episode in particular, okay. uh, in regards to his family. We have spoilers, spoilers, yeah. spoilers, spoilers. Let's go right into this too. Yeah, spoilers, 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 spoilers. spoilers. So many spoilers. Fuck, so many spoilers. Okay, so um, first off, his wife. Yeah, this is the first yeah, exactly. episode. <laughs> this is the first episode that we've seen where she's not just like, um, "Oh, Clint, you're the best. I love you." She's like, she speaks multiple languages. Mm-hmm. She's doing research on people. Like, yep. she's a shield agent. 
Period. End of sentence. Like, I got yeah. a feeling that, like, I, this is going to sound weird, okay? And maybe this is my theory, and maybe it's the same as yours, MC, or maybe it's completely different. But I got a feeling that their family is almost identical to the Romanovs from Black Widow. So, sort of. You're you're in you're in the neighborhood. That's that's what you're, I was thinking. It's so like you're you're yeah. you're in you're in the neighborhood. So my theory, my theory is, and Rambo, you can chime in if if I get something wrong in regards to who I think his wife is. But in the comics, Hawkeye has a longtime love interest named Mockingbird, right? Okay. Oh, um, shit. Named Mockingbird, right? So my, my theory, so for one, I, I do think that Laura is likely a former, a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. I think that the watch does not actually belong to a member of the Avengers, but actually belongs to her. And Clint just had Clint had it with him after she disappeared um, during the five year absence. He was carrying as, it with him when he, yeah, at, when he was doing all his stuff as Ronin. And the watch, act, the watch likely actually belongs to her, who was likely a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And I believe that the way the MC is going to treat it is that Mockingbird is a title kind of like um kind of like how Black Widow is a, is a, is a, is, a, is a title it's not just Natasha you know it's Yelena and you know all these the Black Widow network i think it's going to end up being kind of like a similar thing with uh with Mockingbird and his wife is going to be uh someone who operated under under that uh under that that, like, that was her code name when she was a, a shield agent and because we, we don't know her actual uh, her actual like full name. And I, I did see somewhere online where someone posted how like Laura Barton uh, could be like they can incorporate like the, the comic book name for the character, uh, the character known as Mockingbird into into her actual name. But I think that that's my, my, that's my my theory is that that is exactly that, that. The, the watch actually has nothing to do with any of the actual Avengers themselves, but it actually belongs to his wife. Because his wife, I mean, we, we got a lot of stuff with her, more than we have we, we had known before. And someone also pointed out to me that if you rewatch Civil War, when they first go to Clint's house, the first thing Tony says um, when they walk in is, oh, oh, this totally belongs to an agent. As yeah. he's like remarking it, look at looking at everything. So that's my that's that that's that's my theory of, of how this is going to kind of come together, uh, all going to come together. Because I mean, the speaking multiple language multiple languages, being able to do research from Bumblefuck, Oklahoma, like <laughs> like is that where they are? I I I saw someone say it somewhere. I, I don't I remember. We're in upstate New York for some reason. No, I think that no, because he he lives on the he's like in the countryside. Or somewhere, right? Believe. I assume Midwest. I honestly don't. Yeah, know. somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so ah, that's that's. They say most likely Missouri. Okay. Missouri. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it would make sense also that they wouldn't be in like upstate New York because that's where the the new Avengers compound was. Yeah. And so right. Clint would yeah. want to be as far away from that as possible. Yeah. It also makes sense though too that like with your with your theory, um, MC, and like because yours is way more like researched because mine is just like oh shit this makes sense because you know like she speaks multiple languages and able to do all this research but like it also makes sense too that he is before the kids before the family he was super dedicated to his job so it's not like he's getting out there and going to bars and shit like that he's not tony stark okay so how would he have met her she was a fucking shield agent and 
they fall in love, they mm -hmm. start a family, they both say, you know what, we want to get away from this stuff too. But you'll also notice too, it's typically a trope of stories like this where the guy's like, well, I got to finish my work before I can get home to the family. Never once has she shit on him. Never and, once has she been like, be here for your kids. She un she understands. She fucking gets it. Yes. Like imagine th th he's in New York. He's in New York with them. Yeah. And I did think it was curious too. Like, why wasn't she there? Like, why wasn't she in New York with them? Well, if they have a farm. Yeah. You I mean, would have to have somebody take care of the the. We'll take care of the farm overall. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's if, that's any number of reasons. It, it, yeah. I mean. If and this like, is true, though, I just want to state real quick, if this is true and she is, in fact, a badass, like not just with like research and stuff like that, they're going to send assassins to that farm and she's going to fuck shit up. And I can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I'm going to jump off my couch and be like, fuck, yeah, Linda Cardellini, you kick some ass. Yeah, Velma. Yeah. Side, <laughs> side, side note, the conversation that we're having in our, our Facebook thread. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying so hard not to laugh because I, we're talking about Hawkeye and he stumbled across I, this shit. <laughs> I have I, I have way more memes because I've been laughing about this since last night when I first or <laughs> since this morning when I saw it. I'll, I'll refrain from sending them until after we're done, but I have a, I have a lot of stuff to share. <laughs> all, all I'll say is for anyone who's listening who wants to know what's going on, Google Madonna and Nancy Reagan. Yes. That's Just it. Do it. Just do it. And, 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 and welcome. <laughs> this, the other thing is, all the things that are being talked about in these tweet threads have a, a real-world tie in that there was a biography written where someone referenced this exact thing. Is it true? Who fucking knows? But that's where this comes from. <laughs> Anyway, um, nicknames are my favorite. It, <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, moving so, back to Hawkeye. <laughs> I think I think there's definitely something going on with Laura, uh, in terms of her knowledge and ability. Absolutely, I don't think the watch is hers. Um. I think that's too good a MacGuffin not to use to set up another character. And as my good friend Phil pointed out, um, there's nothing that says that watch doesn't belong to one Mark Spector. Oh, shit. Hmm. So that, like, apparently the internet also thinks it could be like an Agent Shield character, like, who gives a fuck? Um, well, no. But, no. Because that can the only reason I say that's not true is only because Marvel and I want to say in the last year pretty much came out and said that that show is not canon anymore. <laughs> Fuck that show. Fuck all. Yeah, that shows that shows they they moved and on Disney Plus they moved it from like the can the the canon to the MCU section. You can still you still own there, but it's not it's not can they don't consider it MCU canon anymore. Well, goddamn! That I mean, that that was going to be my one counter year to your your Mockingbird thing was we've already met Bobby Morse, and she was in Agents of Shield, but if they're like, hey, that's not canon, that could definitely only work. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I, yeah, think I did hear that about that too. Yeah, I think that it's it's 
too good an opportunity not to use to introduce somebody else. Yeah. Like this oh, is sure. the kind of thing that I would have wanted to see from um, the introduction of a certain character in Eternals, um, where it feels more natural. Um, but I don't know. I it, it's it's I'm I'm. I'm very curious. I am more concerned about something else that happened in the episode. Oh, do tell. I, you know, I I wasn't not expecting it. I was more just like, we'll see what they do. And we have officially gotten Yelena showing up in Hawkeye. Yep. We have two more episodes. We already have a lot of balls in the air. How she's are a, they going to address this? And she is a... She is. She is based on the tra- the trailer for next week. She is all in next week's episode. Yeah, yeah. They it make is, it. They make it seem like she's a big part of whatever is taking place uh, they, in that episode. They took the initial storyline of like what the fuck's going on with the stepdad or the future stepdad, and like they were like, oh no no no, fuck all that because Yelena's here because now Clint's got to worry about his family and like is. I'm not. I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm not well, okay with it. I'm. I'm fine with it for the most part because I just want to see how the story plays out. But it's just like, I was kind of hoping for the way Rambo was describing it last week when we were like, all right, well maybe we'll get Yelena at the end, teasing what you know potentially a second season of Hawkeye or something else. But like, the worst part about the whole Yelena Clint thing is like she's there to kill him, right? We know that. But like. It doesn't seem like she's there to kill him, I guess, like, because of the list. But I don't know if the list is hers or if it's Echo's. And, like... I don't think... The the list they found in the apartment? Yeah. I don't think that belongs to Yelena. I don't think she has anything to do with it. I think that's... You think she just showed up? uh, Yeah, I think that that list is Echo's list. Yeah. Yeah, But then then we know... So, the interesting... So, I mean, there's a couple different ways this this could all tie in. We could... It could be Val. Val could be connected to whoever this higher person is, which yeah. is why they, hi- which is why um, they hired Yelena to 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 go after Clint. Um, because the thing we don't, the the only thing we don't know is we don't know when that scene with Val and Yelena takes place within the timeline. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. We don't know if that if Yelena like. The next day popped up in New York trying to kill Clint, or is this is this is there is this months after the fight? We don't we don't really have a like we don't really know when when it takes place. So yeah. it kind of makes it hard to determine, um, you know where where it could really go. Because I mean, there's whoever the big boss ends up being. I know who you know me and many people hope that it is, um, but we don't know who like who who like who Val works for. Is 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 the person Val works for the same person, um, the big boss they've been referring to all through Hawkeye, who may have who may have gone who you know you would think with all their you know deep connections would probably know of someone like Val and be yeah. able to get like hey, you know get someone you know get someone to handle this for me. Get Additionally, someone, get someone get someone to take care of it. Here's a big question. It's really not even for Hawkeye. It's more for the end of um, Black Widow. How does Val know? That Clint yeah, Martin was the one responsible for her death. Yeah, I remember I brought that up. Like, it's the, the, the big question I wonder, because if you look at, like, they had a clear photo of Clint 
as the Ronin without yeah. without uh, the hood without the hood on, and so it can be literally one of two things. It could be the that could just be the photo they used to signify to that Marvel used to signify to us as the audience that they know that Ronin is Clint. Yeah. Or in the in the universe itself, someone managed to get a clear cut photo of Clint that somehow got into the hands of whomever they got to Val because Val needed to show it to Yelena so that she would go after Clint. See, yeah. Can I give you my headcanon here real quick? And then it's a chance for Rambo and I to do one of our favorite impersonations. Um, <laughs> my headcanon is, is that the Red Skull is a giant fucking gossip. And he, <laughs> and he called, he called Val and he was like, Val, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Reaches out across the universe. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> Hawkeye was the one who let the Black Widow die. It was shit. It was so crazy. <laughs> Just a giant, like, he's like laying on his bed, kicking his feet up, you know, like on his stuff, like on his phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. My okay, so if we're going like plausible, it's almost like somebody was following Natasha at the end, at Endgame and saw that and was like essentially like taking pictures, like reconnaissance. Like I don't know enough about Val to know what her connections are to know how she's connected to this or anything like that. But like they're doing a Val really really good shady as shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Val is shady as shit and is pulling a lot of strings. Okay. Yeah. All right. And ultimately, this is one of those things where like. Clint and Yelena could literally be on the same team if they if if they both understood who the other person was. I well, ju judging from the trailer, it it appears like that's going to be like it's going to go in that direction, and the connecting point is going to be Kate. Kate, huh. Kate, Kate uh, uh, the connecting point is going is going to is going to be Kate. Yeah, because um, I'm trying to remember this because um, they they pointed out uh, I, I saw people pointing out that um, all throughout that fight sequence there were several like parallels between uh, uh, Clint and Natasha's fight on Vormir and stuff that happened in in this episode too, and even. Even Kate, even Kate, like opting not to shoot Yelena in the face, um, was a reference to something. I can't remember um, what that was. Um, what that was supposed to be like hum uh, an homage to? Unless it was an homage to Clint not taking the shot to kill Natasha. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. That. And so, yeah. and so, you can look. You can look at it as kind of like, um, well. You had the old Hawkeye, the old Black Widow, and here we had a similar moment between the new Hawkeye and the new Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, huh? And and like and, yeah. and and ultimately, and, and ultimately, it, like I, I I don't know anything about what's going to happen in this in this in this episode, um, other than you know the the director of Hawkeye, the people who worked on it have all been hyping up this this next week's episode. You know, there's an article the other day that literally said that episode five is going to break the internet when it comes out. Um, and so, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, 
I am I'm curious because this is episode five is going to be the penultimate episode. And as Rambo, you mentioned, they're juggling a lot of things and they kind of need to start edging all of these things towards the conclusion we're ultimately going to get in the finale. And so next week is going to be interesting to see, kind of, I guess, how we arrive, how we even start to start to arrive there, you know, because I, I think next week is probably going to be also whenever we um, it's probably when we're going to probably learn a bit more about um, Kate's mom. Yeah. And whatever she's hiding. I did see an interesting theory and I, I don't know anything about this character to say whether this is a thing or not. But I saw someone say that Kate's mom could be Madame Mask. Hmm. And I'm not fa- I, I'm not familiar with Madame. I don't know anything about Madame Mask, so I, I don't know if that's even like a like an enemy of Kate or Hawkeye or whomever. She she actually pops up in the in the Fraction Raja uh, or a okay. run of uh, she she's running a casino I think uh, memory serves. Um, but she yeah she's Madame Mask is an old like super spy villain. Yeah. So she's like a she's a Nick Fury villain. She's a, a okay. like Iron Man villain. So yeah. So because like in one of the because um we the thing that Kate's mom mentioned in this episode was that like holiday party thing, and so yeah. that's where people are kind of drawing that connection. So like you saying that she uh you said something about her in casinos a second ago, like. That I mean, this that I think that may be where people are kind of trying to draw connections. Like we don't know where this this party that Kate's mom is going to be having, but we do have that one shot of Clint running through this party because he, he's in a he's in a tux and he appears like he's getting fired at or something like that. Um, see, I don't I don't know. I'm 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 curious to see what they're going to do for next week. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really engaged in this show like yeah absolutely. i wanted i wanted more immediately at the end of that episode i was like fuck like i need more of this and like yeah i'm, I'm really really enjoying the shit out of it i i have yet to find anything that i have any flaw with um yeah i just yeah. I'm, I'm i like really, that really... they brought i like they brought the larpers back <laughs> this week yes. too <laughs> i <laughs> fucking love the larpers that was a, so that was a fun little moment and yeah. and as shown it's it's um I, that's gonna be how, because I feel like they're gonna, uh, we they're gonna get new costumes. That yeah. seems to be the theme with oh, almost yeah. every with every every Marvel show we've had, with the exception of Loki, I believe everyone has had a new suit by the end of it. And yeah. it would shock me if you know if if uh, both because uh, they've been referencing it too. Kate talking about you know uh, even that drawing she had it was like oh yeah we can do. Uh, you can do this with the mask, which was which was clearly taken from uh, the mask that he wears in the comics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be curious. Yeah. So we we know that we're gonna they're, they're gonna get new new costumes by the end, and you know the Larpers <laughs> are probably how they're how they're how they're gonna be it. And they said that 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 one character is also like a um, a, a prominent character. Um, his name Bulletproof or. Um, the starts with a B. Oh, I don't know. Well, while you're looking that up, I also wanted to point out some of the other things that I really enjoyed about this show. So, first off, I love the fact that Jeremy Renner learned ASL so that he could communicate with the actress who was playing Echo. I thought that was really, really cool. Like that, like he took the time to do that. I thought that was a really, really cool gesture. Um, 
But additionally, the the sound engineering in this show. Again, normally I don't notice little things like this, but I really picked up on this. Was like I mentioned it in the last episode when we were talking about it that like the the sound of the arrows being shot was really dope. But also too, what they do with him and his hearing aid when he was in um, Kate's aunt's apartment and like was ready to like just crash. He took his hearing aid out, and as soon as he took his hearing aid out, the sound in the episode changed too. Yeah. And they do that a lot, and I really, really enjoy that. But also, too, like they do it when he was having that phone conversation with his kid, where he can't hear it, so Kate's basically translating for him. But like, you could have played that another way where you could hear everything <clears throat> the kid was saying, but he's just acting like he can't hear it. You know what I mean? They made it so that you're kind of. It's this weird, like, flip of perspective thing where they do it with certain things where it's like, hey, you're going to hear it as Hawkeye would hear it. I think that's just it's really it's really creatively done and I'm really enjoying it. They quickly portray the 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 firsthand experience um, and in a really effective way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you find it? Yeah. So, yeah, no. Okay, the character's name is Bombshell. So that that woman, Wendy Conrad, the the black, the cop that they went to for uh, all that information. The one who had the bag full of shit, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently, Wendy Conrad is also is a uh, she in the comics. Wendy Conrad is a character known as Bombshell, who um, was featured in the nineteen uh, uh, a Hawkeye comic from nineteen eighty three, where she was hired to capture to kidnap Hawkeye. She's apparently a mercenary, and she specializes in explosives and juggle and juggling. Juggling and explosives. Fuck hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's it, it, yeah. they, like I, I don't they probably aren't going to do any do anything necessarily with that in this in this show, but I did think they that was kind of can't they probably can't fit it in. I mean, there's a lot they're trying to fit in right now. So, I mean, just even longer term, you know, I, I don't, like I don't they probably won't do anything with this beyond most likely, but it's still a cool little Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's. Yeah, the, to see these like characters kind of pop up in like little space, little places is, is always really really cool. Um, so yeah, overall, like I, I'm completely engaged in the show. I cannot wait for the next episode. Um, I'm really enjoying this, and I actually like I, I think that they're not proving a point, but like I'm actually enjoying the TV series more than I'm enjoying the movies. And I think that this is it's teaching a really valuable lesson that maybe comic books were meant to be serialized like this now movies are great okay i'm not disparaging the movies i think they're fantastic but think about every single movie that we've seen in the mcu so far that we've really enjoyed and imagine if they did it as a series would it lose anything not necessarily but i mean i think that it can go it can kind of go either way it really depends on the kind of story um the kind of story that they're that they're trying to tell yeah because like the great thing, the great thing about these about these uh, these shows is that they can flesh things out. Like they couldn't possibly have found a way to do everything that they've done with Hawkeye so far and make it like a two to two and a half hour movie. I mean, it doesn't even it doesn't even from a logistics perspective doesn't even it wouldn't even work out because these episodes are forty five to fifty minutes long. Yeah, each. So. You know, like you're you're looking at, you know, basically like the Zack Snyder <laughs> version of a Marvel movie, 
and if you're gonna do a four-hour film and make it this like the Hawkeye series or or um or, or Loki or Falcon the Winter Soldier, I think it just depends on kind of the story that they want to tell and you know what they what they what they want to do. And the thing is, it's a probably a safer bet with characters like this because, I mean, if you think about it, like yeah, we all love Marvel, but. People, I can't imagine people really flocking to the movies for a Jerry Renner film, Jeremy Renner film. Yeah. You know, Ma- Ma- Haley Steinfeld's, you know, great. She has a, a huge, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a huge fan base. Not to mention, like, she's she's voiced, I mean, she's been a ton of amazing characters over the years, like Gwen in Spider-Verse, in addition to, to this joining a long list of actors who are playing who are playing spider-man characters and also playing uh characters in the mcu like Catherine hahn and mahershala ali um yeah i don't think it i don't think like hawkeye or loki or even falcon and winter soldier would have really worked as movies but i think they work as series as as series but it really just depends on the story that you're trying to tell yeah, some stories that are just more expansive and and really benefit from longer form storytelling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can think of like a Dear White People on Netflix. I watched the movie that when that came out, it was terrible. <laughs> they, they it was it was it was a terrible movie, and you kind of didn't really get to know anybody because they were just trying to get through because they needed to get to a certain ending. Whereas when they when the TV show came out, you got to spend like they had episodes dedicated to characters while still continuing the story. So you got to get to know the characters while also getting the story expanded. And by the time you got to the conclusion of that first season, you better understood all the characters, all the motivations and how everyone ended up where they did by the end, as opposed to in the film. Stuff just happened because we needed to make sure they were all at this point by the end. So it, it it just it just depends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah ultimately, yeah. I mean, because there are plenty of series that suck. There are plenty of movies yeah. that, like, yeah. It's it's never a uh, this or that. It's never a, a clear yeah. cut. Like, this is the right way to do it. So, I mean, um, Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, Daredevil right? series versus that that uh that movie from uh, 03, You know, like different just different ways to different ways to to go about it but i think what marvel has what marvel and kevin feige specifically has shown is you know as much as we hated it when those netflix shows went away and with some of their other shows like runaways and the gifted um all got canceled that marvel was still in good hands you know with in terms of how they wanted to handle the the storytelling uh for t- their for their tv shows and I, I do I do think that it can be it, it like it like it can also work against them in terms of if you would like to see uh, if like like if if like if they like if someone wanted to do like a one-off series a, a one-off series involving just this handful of characters like you can't do it because of how the MCU has everything interconnected. And so in some ways it can limit kind of your, your storytelling potential, but at the same time, it can also be great because we know that Marvel is capable of doing, you know, doing stuff great. You know, it just, you know, 
I th- yeah, I think the point I just wanted to make was about the form, the Marvel formula. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, agreed for sure. Um, I mean, on that note, I, I can't wait to see what we're going to get with the last two episodes of Hawkeye. Um, what'll be fun is, is we get to talk about one next week, and then after that, we won't talk about it until the new year. So we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, so thanks to Mr. MC Brooks, to Mr. James Rambo, as always, but also thanks to all of you out there listening. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to do our best of 2021. We're going to talk about the movies and TV uh, shows that we enjoyed the most. Um, get a little bit in. I mean, I don't play video games, but I know um, uh, MC does. I know Rambo does, uh, especially, too, because you would watch the uh, the video game awards uh, this week, right, uh, MC? Yes, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. They got announced, and a lot of we got trailers for a lot of stuff, and a lot of really dope announcements. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll definitely we'll definitely get into that next week for sure. So we'll talk video games, we'll talk movies, we'll talk TV, we'll talk all that fun stuff, uh, and more too. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, but for all of us here at the Great Geek Refuge, we appreciate you. We love you. Uh, have a safe and happy holidays um, as these continue to go on into December. Um, and as always, yeah, remember together there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!